Welcome to the LHA Church Podcast. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the message today. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit lhachurch.com. You know, often, friends, we, uh, we walk through things and we face things in life. And everything about us tries to confront it and tries to deal with it in a logical um, process. What I mean by that is we try works to bring a solution to a problem that is not works-oriented. When we face spiritual difficulties, we face spiritual battles, we face spiritual addictions, we face spiritual holds, spiritual ties, we try to often approach those from a natural, logical process. Ephesians chapter 6 really gives us a picture into spiritual warfare and the ways for us uh, to approach. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. If not, they'll have it on the, the screen. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Actually, what he's been doing in this sixth chapter, he's been giving them direction really about how to live as a believer. Matthew tells us, Jesus said these words in Matthew, he said, let your light shine so that the world may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. There is a life that you and I are to live that lines up with the Spirit of Christ and the Word of God. Can you say amen to that? Uh, about half of you. Let's try that again. How many of you say amen to that? Amen. There's a life we are to live. Listen, if Jesus Christ has come in and transformed your life, if you say, Jesus, I am a new creation, then my friend, our life, our actions, the way we live, the way we do, should change to come in agreement with that. Now, I'm not saying... I understand there is a process and there's a progress, and I understand that uh, we grow in grace and we grow in the mercy of God, and we're walking this out, but there ought to be some change. So Jesus says, let your good deeds be seen. Ephesians chapter 6, the apostle is telling us how we ought to live, telling children to obey their parents, fathers to not exasperate their children. Those who work under others to do so with respect and those who are, if you will, today employers to treat your employees right, giving us some direction about living a life as a believer. Verse 10, he says, now finally, he says, after I've said all this, finally, he says, what I want to tell you is be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The NIV says, in his mighty power. He lays a premise out for us. This life you and I are to live in Jesus Christ, this life of transformation, is a life that you and I cannot live on our own. 
You can't do it in your ability. You can't do it in your logical thinking. If you are trying to walk free from your old past, my friend, you can't do it with a change of mind. The apostle says this, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Verse 11, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. How many of y'all believe he's got some schemes? For our struggle, I want to I highlight a couple of things. For our struggle, this is not just your struggle. You're not the only one that's in the heat of the battle. For our struggle as believers, if you've wondered why things are changing in, the, in America today and you're wondering why things are changing around the world and why that believers around the world are being persecuted for the faith and there is an absolute intolerance for believers in our culture, it is because we're all having a struggle but I want you to notice where it comes from. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not a logical thing. It's not something that you can legislate in Washington. It's not something you can change in your neighborhood. Our struggle, the reason that there are people who have uh, addictions, the reason there are people who are locked into sin, the, the reason there are people who walk in the depths of of, of shackles of sin because we have a struggle that is not of flesh and blood. But it's against, notice this, the rulers, the authorities, and the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. No wonder you can't do this thing on your own. No wonder you can't say, I'm going to be better. No wonder you say, I'm going to stop doing this action that I've been doing. No wonder you can't bring a conclusion to this area in your life all by yourself. When we were singing... Uh, the Lord began to speak to my heart as actually it, it was later than when she'd asked me if my sermon was still the same. We began seeing this is how I fight my battles. And the Lord spoke to my heart and said, that's it, because that's kind of the direction we were heading today in the sermon I prepared. This is how I fight my battles. We are frustrated. We are aggravated. We go without. We walk under the thumb of the enemy. We walk harassed. We walk held down, held back. We are believers in our marriage. Our marriage is full of strife and envy. We are in the church. We are believers, and yet we are walking in willful, ordinary sin. And we're wondering why we can't get things to change. I praise, I attend church, I do, but I still keep doing the same thing. 
My friend, we are in a battle, and it's not a battle you can fight with your mind, with your will, with your emotion. This is a spiritual battle we're facing. I wonder often if we could see in the spirit realm, if, if we had the ability to see in the spirit realm what's going on on a regular basis around our lives. We were uh, coming back from vacation, and... We were driving back through Tennessee, and right before you get to the Tennessee line, uh, there is, uh, on, on the side of the road, there is an enormous uh, adult bookstore on the side of the road. And uh, ironically enough, just a few hundred yards beyond, beyond it, there is a huge cross that's been erected. And... Uh, I told Paula we were coming home. I said, if you could see in the spirit realm, I wonder what you would see around that building and around every person that gets out of a car and walks in. Because it's a spiritual. Listen, friends, this is not a thing. This is not like going to Weight Watchers. I can change. I can change. I, I can have a difference if I just get on the right plan. You cannot do this with that right little plan. This is a spiritual battle you are facing. When husband and wife, you can't get along, and all you do is bicker and fight and argue all the time. Going away for the weekend won't change it. Renewing your vows won't change it. Going to a marriage seminar won't change it because it's a spiritual thing you're fighting. If every time you pick up your phone, you're tempted to look at pornography. And you say, listen, Pastor, this is Sunday. We don't deal with that. Let me tell you what. Statistically, statistically, the majority of people in the church are looking at pornography. And, you know, I grew up, I think most of us grew up in an era where at one time we said, well, that's, that's a man's problem. Not in our culture today. It is on the rise among women like it has never been on the rise before. I will tell you this, in the last 10 years of being uh, in my role as a pastor and working with other churches and, and other pastors and their families, I have seen, you know, for a lot of times we saw uh, pastors, husbands that were leaving their wife and their families for affairs and adultery. Today, the majority of that that happens is a wife leaving for an affair. So if you think, I'm here yeah, that's not going to happen to me. Listen, I'm telling you, we might as well just take off the junk and just be real for a little bit and, and just talk about something that's plaguing, plaguing the church. Sexual sin. It's plaguing the church. And you say, well, I'll just, I'll put a, a filter on my phone. It doesn't change the heart. Filter does nothing to fight against a spiritual battle. Don't misunderstand me. You ought to put some roadblocks up. You ought to put some gates up. You ought, to, you ought to put some protection in your life. But if you're only dealing with it that way, my friend, you're just going to go right back. Because you're trying to deal with it 
from a natural, logical standpoint, it will not work. It will not work. You may win for a little while. You may win the battle, but you will not win the war. On and on. I, I, honestly, uh, I could go and give you example after example of things that we fight with, and, and we're trying to deal with it. We're trying to deal with it from a logical standpoint. You cannot deal with spiritual battles from a logical standpoint. Parents, if your kids are going the wrong direction, hang on. To everybody in here who's under the age of 18, hang on for a second, okay? Parents, if they're not going the right way, you ought to discipline. You ought to do whatever you need to do to try to get them back on the right road. Okay? Don't say, well, I'm just, I, I don't want... I don't want to frustrate them, so I'm not going to do these things. Listen, you need to put boundaries on. But hear me this morning. If you're only trying to do it by putting natural boundaries on it, you will lose the war. Because what's working against your kids is spiritual. You can't fix it by grounding them. You can't fix it by taking things away. It's a spiritual. The only way you fight spirit is with spirit. You can't fight it any other way. It's no wonder we're not getting through. I'm just going to be as on. If you don't mind, I'm just going to preach for a few minutes. We wonder why the enemy seems to be winning. But the truth is, if we call a prayer meeting tomorrow night, I might get three people. I'm just being real. That's, I'm not saying, listen to me, I'm being your pastor, I love you. I'm just talking real. There's sometimes, I'll be honest with you, sometimes I wouldn't want to be there. I'm just talking the natural, okay? There's sometimes I go, man, you know what, I don't feel like doing that. I don't feel like going. And yet at the same time, a lot of our lives and our families are going down the drain. This is how I fight my battles. No wonder we've been frustrated for a long time in our Christianity. No, long, no wonder we're not seeing addictions broke. No wonder we're not seeing families free. No wonder we're not seeing husbands and wives mended in their relationship. No wonder we're not seeing the children relating to the father and the father relating to the children. No wonder, no wonder we have these addictions within the body of Christ because we're trying to fight a spiritual battle with flesh and blood. It won't work. The word that came forward this morning, though, that we heard in the process is this. The one who is in you is greater than the one that's in the world. Now, where I was going this morning was 2 Chronicles chapter 20. We may head there next week. We'll see. Let me give you the story quickly. King Jehoshaphat was the king over Judah. He is alarmed. Because his people in uh, leadership in the kingdom, his advisors, they've all come to him and said, listen, there are mighty armies coming against us. They're coming 
They've threatened to wipe us out. They've threatened to take us out. Now, the Bible is very descriptive. It begins with these words. He's heard the message, and the first word was this, alarmed Jehoshaphat. Alarmed. How many of you know we have things that alarm us? Man, I wasn't expecting that one. I didn't plan that today. Alarmed. Listen, that's normal. There's nothing, oh Jesus, give me words this morning. There's nothing unspiritual. There's nothing um, anti-God about getting, nothing anti-faith about getting alarmed. Sometimes things just scare us. Good Lord, what am I going to do? Uh, a financial need pops up and oh, how are we going to make it through? And, and, and this problem arises at the house. What, what, what are we going to do? Alarmed. But what you'll find is the word says alarmed. Jehoshaphat set forth to inquire of the Lord. Now you have to understand these armies that are coming against Jehoshaphat are enormous armies. But Jehoshaphat says these words when he begins talking to the Lord. He says, Lord, we don't have anything to stand up against these enemies coming our way. And, and if you read that, you would almost get the idea that it's just Jehoshaphat and three or four guys in the palace, and, and they're in trouble. But the truth was, Jehoshaphat had hundreds of thousands of skilled warriors. Skilled warriors. They knew how to handle a bow and arrow. They knew how to handle a spear. They, they knew how to wage warfare. They knew how. But he says, we don't have what it takes to fight this war. He says, we, this phrase, I love this phrase. He says, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Our eyes are on you. Our eyes are on you. This is not a battle of flesh and blood. You can't deal with it in the natural as you and I would choose normally to do. So here's, here's what we find in 2 Chronicles 20. We find that they have prayed. They got the people together, and they said, we're going to pray. This battle is won because nothing Jehoshaphat did approached it from a natural standpoint. So what he does, he's alarmed. He sets his mind to inquire of the Lord. And what he does, he doesn't just say right here in the palace. He said, I'm sending out the word. Everybody is coming, and we're going to get together, and we're going to pray. And the Bible says, so they came. The fathers came, the mothers came with their little ones, and they stood in the presence of the Lord. They inquired of the Lord. In the midst of it, prayers happened. They called on the name of the Lord. There is a word that comes from the prophet in the middle that says this battle is not yours to fight. This battle is the Lord's. So what we find, if you have your Bibles open, you can go there. We're going to... 
we're going to look at verse uh, 21. It was time. Verse 20 talks about early in the morning they set out to go meet the enemy. And here's what he did. Verse 21. He said, after consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed. Man, this is important right here. Appointed men to sing to the Lord. You know the one things I'm so blessed by, please ladies, do not take offense to this, but I'm so blessed on the platform we have men. We have men who are playing instruments. We have men who are singing. We have men who are rejoicing. We have men who are dancing. We have men who are giving praise to God because for many years in the church world, men, we've stood back and the women did everything. We wanted to be in control, but we want them to do everything else. You call a prayer meeting. It's a women's prayer meeting. Yeah, it's going to get quiet now. Jehoshaphat appointed men, notice this, to sing and to praise God for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army. So here, you've got to give the picture. They're marching out of town. All the soldiers are there. They've got the shields. They've got the spears. They've got the bows. They've got the swords. They've got the knife. They've got everything to fight in the natural. They're heading out of town. And what he does is he says, I want the choir. I want the musicians and the backup. Y'all get ready, singers and musicians. He said, I'm going to put them all out front. And they're going to lead the army. Now, in the natural, you would think they would go out and they'd say, oh, here they come. They're going to wipe you out. They're going to tear you up. Our army's strong. Our army's mighty. Boy, they're great warriors. Y'all better run. That's not what they said. They went ahead of the army, verse 21 says, and said, give thanks to the Lord. For his love endures forever. Verse 22, and as they began to sing and to praise the Lord. Somebody say the Lord. Lord. Who did it? The Lord. The Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who had invaded and they were defeated. What happened is, we could read the rest, God caused the enemies that were coming against Judah to turn on each other. And here's what happened. Remember his words, the battle is not yours, the battle's the Lord's. And so they're marching out and they're saying, give thanks to the Lord. How many of you know that doesn't make sense? I got a big army and I'm going, I give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. In the natural, wouldn't we look at people and go, man, y'all stupid. That is not going to work. You better get the strong men out there. Put the singers in the back. But this, but this, as believers, but this is how we fight our battles. They put the singers out front, and, and so they get there. They've, they've headed out, and here's what's happening. They're looking, and this mighty army all of a sudden starts moving. And this one started moving. And they're not moving to Judah anymore. They're moving to each other. 
And all they can see, the men of Judah can see, is the dust in the air as they're fighting one another. You ever kind of wonder, wouldn't you like to have been a fly on the wall out there somewhere? Because it kind of makes you wonder, did one of those armies pick up a rock and throw it and hit one of the other ones in the head or something? You know, what happened? All we know is the Bible says God caused this army, this army, and this army to turn on each other. And they wiped each other out. And Israel just standing here. Keep singing. <laughs> Keep singing. It's working. Keep singing. And the Bible says they tore each other up, came to the place they didn't have to fight anything. All the people of Judah had to do was go out, and the Bible says it took three days to collect all the plunder, all the benefit, all the good things that came as a result because God had fought the battle. That's how God works. And so this morning what I want to encourage you in is if you've been trying to fight these battles on your own and you're wondering why you can't seem to win, are you trying to fight a spiritual battle in the natural? Are you trying to handle this? Listen, I am not against marriage seminars. I'm not against uh, counseling. I'm not against any of those things. But the first place we ought to run is to the Lord. He is our helper. He's our sustainer. He's the God who can make a way where there was no way. Mom and Daddy, if your kids are running full steam ahead, opposite of how you've raised them, and you're frustrated, and you don't know what to do, do not retreat. Begin to call on the name of the Lord like you've never called on the name of the Lord. Maybe you need to fast like you've never fasted before. Maybe you need to give up some things. Husband and wife, if you can't seem to get along together. Husbands, I encourage you this. Start praying together. If she don't want to pray with you, you pray by yourself. You pray by yourself until she is willing to pray with you. Shoo. Well, there ain't enough words and enough time this morning. Stop trying to fight it on your own. Remember the words of Ephesians 6 and verse 10. Finally. Wow. Finally. After. Have you all ever come to a place where you feel like, okay, I've exhausted everything I have. I've done everything I know to do. Finally. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. God, I can't do this without you. I'm tired of trying to do it without you. I'm tired, to try, tired of trying to figure it out. I'm tired of trying to resolve it. Listen, you, you may be here and your marriage is, is a-okay. Maybe your family is a-okay. I can be guaranteed of this fact. There's not a person in this room that doesn't walk through spiritual battles. If Jesus lives in you, you're going to have spiritual battles because <laughs> the enemy's going to fight. 
And so what I'd like to do, I'm going to go back to 2 Chronicles 20 for our close. Wayne, could you uh, and Tammy put up 2 Chronicles 20 and verse 13, please? 2 Chronicles 20 and verse 13. All the men of Judah, with their wives and children and little ones, stood before the Lord. What they did is they postured themselves. They put themselves in a place to hear from God. This morning, what I would like to ask you to do, because I know we all face spiritual battles, I'd like to ask you this morning, as a church, as a body of believers, would you, uh, would you just stand and come and fill uh, the front of this church together? Um, about the first 20 or so of you, if you'll come and stand up here on the platform. That way we'll have enough room. Any of you all over here want to come stand up here? Come right on. All across the church, if, those of you that are part of the body of believers, would you come? We're going to posture ourselves today before the Lord. Just move in as close as you can, friends, if you will, because I'd like, I'd like for us to be able to stand together. Some more of y'all, some of y'all over here, if you want to come on up here on the platform too, don't, don't feel funny, embarrassed. Just come right on up. I need some more of y'all over here. Some more on this side. Come on up, if you will. There you go. I just want to give them as much room. And then as they move, if the rest of y'all will just keep moving forward. Very good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Here's, here's what happened. Okay, I want, if you will, I want to kind of reenact what happened that day. King Jehoshaphat called all the people of Judah together. Men, women, children, got them all together. They stood before the Lord. He prayed this prayer. Lord, the God of our, of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand. And no one, no one can withstand you. Then he picks up Solomon's prayer when Solomon dedicated the temple to the Lord. He says, if calamity comes on us, whether the sword of judgment or of plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name 
and will cry out to you in our distress and you will hear us and save us. Our God, will you not judge our enemies? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. When we as believers as a body face things, when we as believers as individuals and families face things, this is where we should find ourselves. This can happen in your house. This can happen in the car. This can happen anywhere. You just say, God of heaven, there's nothing too strong, nothing too hard for you. God, I don't know how to solve this. I don't know how to fix my marriage. I don't know how to fix my family. I don't know how to fix my finances. I don't know how to fix my body. I don't know how to win in this addiction. I don't know what to do. But my eyes are on you. When we come to that place and we say, I've tried everything else that I have. I don't know what else to do. And I say, God, I'm just here before you. You see, Jehoshaphat had plenty of warriors. It wasn't like there wasn't anybody there to fight. But he understood something. It's not just a natural fight. It's a spiritual fight. God, we need your help. So, friends, I don't know today what may be facing you, your family, your children, your grandchildren, your spouses, your job. I don't know. But he knows. And so today, as a body of believers, we are here standing in his presence. Would you bow your heads this morning? Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to lead us in prayer today. But husbands and wives, I want to encourage you to pray together. Husbands and wives, I encourage you to pray for your kids today. I encourage you to pray for your jobs. Whatever, whatever need, whatever thing in your life is pressing in, let's pray for that. And you just tell God, God, I don't know what to do anymore. I just, I don't know what to do. God, my eyes are on you today. I'm trusting you. Would you pray right where you're at while I lead us in prayer? Father God, you are the Lord of heaven and earth. You are the God that our ancestors have walked with. You are the God who's proven himself faithful and true from generation to generation to generation. Your word is true. Your presence is sure. Your power none can match. Your might no one can stand against. Your ability cannot be stopped. Father, today we stand before you. Each of us 
our face, Heavenly Father, with circumstances, Lord, we've tried, we've spoken, we've worked, we've said, we've done. And God, today we stand before you and say, Lord, we don't know what to do. But our eyes are on you, God. Our eyes are on you. Our eyes are on you, God, for our marriages. Our, our eyes are on you for our families. Our, our eyes are on you for our jobs. Our, our eyes are on you for whatever circumstances stands in our way. Our eyes are on you. Because, God, we know today we can't fight this battle in flesh and blood. So today, God, we call on you. Today, we're going to make a change. Father, this is how we're going to start fighting our battles. God, today, instead of trying to figure it all out on my own, I'm going to run to you. God, instead of seeing it as a natural fight, I'm going to see it today as a spiritual battle. And God, we call on you, the God of heaven and earth, to come. God, there's no place else for us to go but you. Nobody else can bring the change we need brought but you. Nobody else can do what only you can do. Nobody else can change our home but you. Nobody else can change the circumstances but you. Because nothing is too hard for you, God. Nothing is too difficult for you. And so, Lord, today, we bring ourselves, we stand before you, and we say, God, we need you. We need you. We need you. We need you. We need the power of your word in our lives. We need the power of your presence in our home. We need your power in our daily lives. We need your power in our marriages. We need your power in our relationships. We need your power to grant us the wisdom. We need your power to grant us direction. We need your power. Because, Lord, this is how we're going to fight our battle. Standing strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So, Lord, today we ask you, would you come? Would you fight for us? Would you stand for us? Will you bring a breakthrough, God? Will you bring a breakthrough? We believe you. We're trusting you. And we're standing on your word today. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said together, amen. So be it. Listen, my friends. This battle is not going to stop. You can look through Israel's history when you read through the Old Testament. Jehoshaphat's there as the king. Wasn't long. Somebody else over here gets aggravated and they come. Next guy comes in as king. Somebody else is going to come. 
Jesus said, in this world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome. I have overcome. So listen, if the temptation to that addiction shows up tomorrow, run to him. You see, you say, well, I thought one time was good enough. Second Chronicles chapter 20, King Jehoshaphat is repeating the prayer King Solomon had prayed years before. Same God. Different kings, same God. Different battles, same God. Different enemies, same God. Different circumstances, same God. So you run to Him. Take refuge in Him. Find strength in Him. And He'll bring you through. He'll bring you through. He'll bring you through. Father, today we've, in your presence, I believe we've heard from you today for us. Father, I believe today you're beginning something fresh in our hearts and in our lives. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Father, today you will confirm your word in our hearts and in our lives. Strengthen these believers. Cause them to stand strong in you. Remind them, Lord, in the hour of need to run to you. I pray today your blessing upon them. I pray your strength on them. I pray your goodness over their lives. I pray the favor of the Lord, not only over you, but in you. <laughs> I pray his blessing to sustain Jesus, you. Jesus. I pray his kindness. Jesus. When you get up in the morning, his mercies will be fresh and new for your life every single day you live. Keep them, Father, I pray, right in the palm of your hand. And Father, we will live our lives ever giving thanks and praise to you. In the name of Jesus, we ask it. And once again, all the believers said, amen. so be it. That's what amen means. So be it in the name of the Lord. May the Lord bless you today. May he keep you. Run to him always, and he will be your strength. God bless you all today. Have a great day. May the joy of the Lord always be your strength. God bless you all today.